Hello and welcome to Same Vault Huddle. My name is Erin Miller of Erin Joyce Photography and we're on episode 79 and today I am sitting here with my lovely husband. Hey y'all. Hi y'all. Where, where are you from? <laughs> so we, um, I don't know, we, we were just talking the other day, well I guess a couple weeks ago now. And you're like, I haven't been on the podcast in a while. And you haven't. I feel like... No, it's been a while. I think this is this is number four. Is it? This is my fourth Three. appearance. Fourth? Yeah, because I had the one by myself. And then there was two interviews. Oh. So this is four. Nice. And I'm like, I'm one, one for 20. Okay. That ish. sounds good. <laughs> so I figured, why not? Just to kind of change things up. I love getting his perspective on things. Um, because... Men are from, what's the saying? Women Venus. are Venus. You're from Venus. We're from Mars. Or is it the other way around? I don't know. Venus rises. I think we. <laughs> 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 anyway, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Whatever. But men think so differently. We're all so different, and um, I love having your open feedback on on lady situations. So, I have a couple questions from listeners. Actually, women from Same Boat Huddle. So if anyone out there is listening and has questions, feel free to email them to me, DM them to me, whatever, because I'm happy to like do this occasionally. What? Like every 20 episodes. Right. <laughs> email them in 20 episodes from now. You will get your answer. <laughs> well, if we get enough, maybe before that. Who knows? Okay. So we actually haven't discussed these questions I only just read them to you 30 seconds ago. Yeah. So this is going to be super candid. It's probably the best way. It is. Because I feel like the best conversation happens in the candidness, right? Okay. So um, there are two... Well, there's actually three questions. The third is very lighthearted, really good for the holidays, so stick around for that one. Um, Actually, I'm just going to tell you, it's gift ideas for men. We all need gift ideas to give our men. So I hope you have a good answer. I'm thinking. Okay. I'm thinking. All right. So the other two are multiple questions wrapped up. So the first one is, okay, I should preface this with um, Dustin works for, well, he actually just switched positions. So this is going to change a little bit, but really not a ton. Um, That he's a lineman or had been for 14 years almost 15 years, a lineman for um, our local utility. So he's the guy in the bucket truck climbing poles, fixing the electricity, getting yelled at by (laughs) customers when they're out of power. Um, And that's been the duration of our relationship because we've been together for 14 years. So I don't know anything different. We don't know how to function outside of that. Um, But you recently just took a position into management. So while he's not a line worker at this point, he manages the line workers. So you're not getting called out like a lineman. So when you were a lineman, you were called out. You basically on call 24 seven, but the way it worked, we won't get into major details. Like you're able to say no, but you have to stay above a certain percentage. So you have to say yes, a certain number yeah, so of I times. I had an obligation to respond. Right. About half the time. Right. So it was always like a gamble right. every time. Like if I say no this time, but have to say no, yes, next time, like what am I going to be missing with family and all that? 
So it's it definitely has played a toll. I don't want to say it's taken a toll on our relationship, but it's definitely been like an energy leak or a stress for both of us in different ways. Oh, yeah. Something that's been a huge part of our relationship. So now as a foreman, you're, I think like, so you're not on call the same way. You have call out times in the year that are much less. So it'll be like a couple times like a right couple so now weeks i have an on-call week but it's 100 percent. you must respond right yeah. it's not like i don't need to answer it like you're right. you, so it's not not an option anymore and you're in charge of like 30 men yeah so if it's during a time if it happens to be a week that we're getting snowstorms or windstorms or whatever like mm-hmm. you're going to be on the phone a lot and out like have yep. to leave at any time <clears throat> so anyway it's not as much but and if there is a storm, there's also all calls where even if you're not on call, you have to go in, Yeah, which has already happened. So that's all unexpected. So anyway, that's the background on that. And two years ago, you were sent away for 30 days to go to Puerto, to Puerto Rico, Rico, Yeah, which that'll come up in this conversation. And as a foreman, that's also a possibility. It's just different. Yep. Than if you were alignment. So, okay. So <clears throat> the woman who asked this question knows our background in his work. So the question is, how do we support each other when you're away for periods of time or get, you get called out unexpectedly? Do we do things to feel connected and are there any do's or don'ts? So I think this is a really good question because while, you know, listeners aren't like, well, my husband isn't in a job like that. Like there are, there are so many first responders out there, whether it's EMT or volunteer, firefighter, firefighter. Um, I know so many people who have husbands or police officers who have like crazy hours. Uh, or even if you just have a husband who works a job that they need to work outside of their set hours, whether it's mandatory or chosen to move up the ladder or they have the personality that they like. So I think this can apply to like any of those kinds of things. So with the first question, how do we support each other when you're away for periods of time or get called out unexpectedly? So the way I kind of view that is, is basically as a question, you know, to be more general, like how do we support each other when I'm more of the front runner of the house when you're not around? And in the event that you're like unexpectedly not available because of work, which I think so many women are faced with that still in our culture. If the, the male is the breadwinner or not, you know, like if someone just has to run out unexpectedly, like how do we support each other in those situations? Well, like the first thing I can think of is you rally when I'm not here. Like you, you step up, you take care of, the house the kids you do things you don't normally do like that would be my place like garbage yeah uh, baths uh, you take care of all the meals you take care of the animals you you do it all and um flip side of that is i try my best to communicate when i have a moment and um i think what's important for men to understand and maybe women to communicate is that a woman could preface the conversation with or whatever side it is it doesn't matter if it's a right uh i just need you to listen for a minute 
because if you are away and you're not at home and you're feeling the 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 feeling is that you're responsible for the chaos mm-hmm. which isn't true but it's the feeling on the other end um so i've not 100% there but over so long i've gotten to realize that it's not my fault yeah i think that's been a huge thing um but i need to listen and give her some time like you just you need to talk to a grown up yeah yes i do so i i try to give that to you no matter what like i don't i find a i find a place that i can give you time and take everything in repeat it back mm-hmm. talk to you about how that makes you feel yeah i think it's like and this is one of those situations where it's all about personality too and temperaments and like all of that. Cause not everybody's going to handle these situations the same way. Like I, I'm one of those people, like I fall down. I, I cry and moan <clears throat> while I'm on the ground. Like this hurts. I wasn't supposed to fall. And then after I process that, I, I get back up and I'm going, I'm like, I'm getting up. I'm not staying down here. Not everybody has that personality. So I think it's important as a couple to really understand your partner and what their needs are. And like you just said, you know, for me, like I think something that you and I, honestly, it took years for us to figure this out. I feel like that when you're called out unexpectedly, so to understand like the, the unexpected call outs, like you're due to come home at four o'clock and the phone can ring at three thirty, and I have like dinner prepped and something planned that I need to go out and I need you home to be able to go out and you call and you say, I can't come home. Someone hit a pole. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh. That is never a good conversation. And it happened like (laughs) my whole life. Like I swear once a week at least. What I learned was that there was times where like we knew the weather was going to be bad or, or something would pop up that I would get, if I had any sense that I was not going to be home on time that night, I would just tell you right away. Yes. But that took time. Like there was, it took me time to figure that out. Yeah. That I need the, I need the process time. Yeah. And we figured that out together. And on the other side of that, I also learned how important it is for me every single time to say, I'm not mad at you. This is not your fault. Yeah. Because I think is what, what we have learned together in our discussions is that you as a male, I think we're bred in a way, and I think our culture is changing and we'll slowly rewire, but we're, our conditioning can't change as fast as our culture is changing. Is a, a whole different rabbit hole of a conversation. But men are wired to be the breadwinner and be the fixers. Yeah. To be the hunters, you know? And to feel the responsibility. Yes. So I think it's very typical, not a blanket statement, but a lot of men have that feeling of, like, you've let me down. Like, you broke something and now you have to fix it. And I don't need fixing. <laughs> you know, I, I've always, I respond emotionally always because I, it is hard for me to adapt abruptly to change. I adapt well to change when I have the time to process, regather myself and change the direction I'm going. But it's hard for me to wrap my head around it. And I need a minute in that minute. I'm, and I'm also a woman who I don't cry when I'm upset. I get mean and angry typically. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do though. I'm just, I kind of wish I was someone who could sulk and cry because I think I could communicate when I'm feeling better. I think um, when I get upset and my like I'm let down like that, I, I just it projects into anger or manifests into anger, and, and that's why I think a lot of our com- the communication's huge because it's been through the conversation that you and I have realized like. Yeah, I just, I'm not upset with you. Like, this is your job, and you have a responsibility, and that's okay. I I just need the permission and space to be, like, really effing pissed about this right now because I had plans tonight, and now I have to change everything, just like you do too. Yeah. You know? like I, You would, you used to, and sometimes still do, hang up the phone on me if I would call you. Yes. And, and you were in the middle of something and I would deliver the message and you would get mad and hang up the phone and I would continually try to call you back. And then after a while, I right. realized, like, I need to give her some space and yes. not call her back right away. And usually what happens is that you'll uh, process it all and then call me. Yes. And then I'll know that everything's good. Yeah. But, you know, for a while it took me, like, I would be like, so stressed out like I need to call her back I need to talk to her I need yeah. to talk to her and you just needed a minute to process yes. so it took me a little bit to realize that but once I got there yeah I think that felt a lot smoother yes I agree and I think for me and I've also learned that to not do like the jerk hang up but to be like I love you but I need to hang up right now yeah and it never feels good no matter what but no that's better but at least it's not like <laughs> hello <laughs> yeah dial tone like there are dial tones anymore but I, I think it's been through, like, the important message here, I think, is that we, it hasn't been by accident that we figured all of this out, that it has taken a lot of time to have those uncomfortable conversations or, or the times where I'm mad or you're stressed out. And um, it's also been really important to communicate, like, this is what I need and this is what I need you to do or this is how I feel. And I need you to support me in this way so that I feel okay and, like, we're on the same page and all of that. That it's been, like, how we're talking right now or how in-depth our conversations have been around these constant call-outs. Yeah, I think the thing to remember for both parties is that, like, usually when this type of thing happens, like, you're, you're low on sleep. Right. And you are experiencing something else because something led to the my needing to not be here like at work like snowstorm or uh, windstorm or something like that and you're experiencing something at home also trying to keep a house together with weather hitting or uh, school schedule change and you know maybe you got woken up by me being woken up yeah uh so we're both at our like wits end of stress and lack of sleep and we're trying to communicate with each other and that makes it like ultra tough so just being able to step back from that and like, re- like coming to the realization that like this is my best friend that I'm going through this with right. and I need to not take it out on them right now. Yeah. That's really hard to it's really process. Because I think often you also feel most comfortable to take it out on the person you're closest with. Sure. Because there's like an unconditional love there and you know there's like a resiliency. But I think what you said is exactly it that it's so important to to know that you're doing this together not apart and against each other and that it does it it's a constantly a work in progress 
it's never perfect and it's not like we figured it out and like brushed our hands of it and never have to have conversations around it anymore like you you just took this position and had a mandatory call in that was like completely unexpected and I lost my my stuff I was not happy about it and we had to have a full conversation about it that it's like okay this is what you're doing like we need to sit down and it's not it's a conversation of like this is why I felt upset like this is what I was feeling this is what my expectations were this is what happened and I think also what's really important is that it's not me coming at you of like you did something wrong you didn't do this the right way. It's just I, I'm sharing my feelings with you because I need you to understand like where my response came from so that our cards are on the table. And that you're like, yeah, I totally get that. I understand. Like now we're on the same page and we know what to expect from now on mm-hmm. with this position, you know. <clears throat> I think another huge thing that you've done for me, and I think another takeaway and how we support each other is through boundaries of um, basically saying like this is what I need like this is what's okay this is what's not okay and there are two examples I can think of one I also have a very demanding job I don't have a 9 to 5 we don't have children in daycare our child care are basically like we have child care intermittently around like we have a list of people we can call but your parents are essentially like our go to child care right. they can't always be available I have a job where, like, I'm working when you're not. So the evenings and the weekends. So when you get call-outs and I have a phone call scheduled or a session scheduled or whatever, I need – I always felt so frustrated because it's like you you have to stay at work and now I have the added burden of I also have to be at work, but now I have to figure out what to do with our kids. Yeah. And that was always so frustrating for me because it's it always made me feel like my work's not as important or like your work is the default. It's like I have to put all of my work on the back burner all the time because yours is more important. And it was really important for us to have that conversation. And what I appreciate is that in our conversations and communication, again, it's not me coming at you saying like your work's more important than mine and like having a fight about it. It's saying like when this happens, this is what it makes me feel. I know it's not true, but how do we fix this? Because it is difficult. It is a problem I'm having and we're a team. What can we do together? So I laid the boundary out of what, like what I need, if you're able to do it, depending on your call out. Like there are times where it's like there could be an emergency call or whatever, but you've known, like if you know my schedule, we share a calendar that when you're called, you look to see if I have anything scheduled. And if I do, you schedule the childcare. So you say, hey, Aaron, I, I have to stay at work. I already called my mom. She's available. She's going to come pick up the kids at 530 so you can leave the house by 6 o'clock for your photo shoot. And it's been like that support has been huge because it's a task that is off and a stress that I don't have to carry. And it's more of just a this and that yeah so i especially if it's like uh optional like saturday fill-in yes. work right if i am asked like hey can you work on saturday uh or i need you to i have all the sitters in my phone yeah. and their name starts with sitter 
So they're all in a row. <laughs> that's really? Yeah. That's and fun. they And they all get like a one-by-one one text message of, hey, yeah. can you help me out? This is what's going on. And usually I'll get somebody to right. come back. and But that's how I do it. Yeah. And then I just don't have to worry about it. Right. Yeah. And I know there was another point I was going to make with a boundary, but um, I forget if this is it, but it's still an important one. That you and I, through all of our conversations, have also discussed basically like the what's okay, what's not okay of you taking a call out. Like there are, there are times that as a working mother – whether you're work, and this isn't to say like if you're not a working mother, you don't feel this. This like every mother has, ha- every human being, <laughs> I should say, has the days where you're just trying to get to the end of it, mm-hmm. and there are days where I, I am counting down the minutes till you walk through the door, not because it's like I need a break, they're all yours, but it's like such a relief to see my best friend walk through the door and be like, oh thank God I get to do this with him now, and like we can do it as a team and you're not out on the field by yourself and to know like I like we can do dinner together but like I can cook and he can do the dishes and then he'll do bath and I'll do bed or whatever you know that it gets to be a split thing and then there are other days where I feel fully like I have the energy I can do this it's no big deal so like I I think we have set boundaries of when like it's it, you have to say no and I think it's really come around to holidays um like kids' birthdays, even though I feel like that's when you mandatorily get Yeah, right. I ended up working John Paul's birthday this year. Yeah. And holidays are hit or miss. They're hit or miss. But I feel like it's always, we should play Russian roulette because I feel like that's when you're made to go in. But that's the important part is to communicate. These are my boundaries. Like this is when I can't, you know, if you have a choice these hours, please don't be at work. Like please come home for dinner. I need you there. I want to eat as a family or... You know, I really need support around bedtime or it's like for my mental health, I need one hour every evening to be behind a closed door without children in the room with me. Yeah. You know, to really understand what your needs are and to communicate them again, not in a way of you suck because you're not giving this to me, (laughs) whatever those choice of words are. But to say, like, I really actually picture people, a team on a field. Yeah. You know that you have to understand the play by play and like this is this is the play we're going to use to to get around this the the offense and you know I'm going to pass the ball to you but I need you to be like up there on the field for me to do it so we can beat this play. It's all uh it's it's all what's important. Yeah. I guess um you know for instance uh, when I get there's we've gotten better like there's there's I got to the point where um, I think you have to evaluate like where's my family at right now where right. am I at right now right <clears throat> and uh, there's many times where I get I would get called and you wouldn't even know and I wouldn't I, know. I wouldn't yeah. tell you yeah. I wouldn't rub it in your face and be like hey I'm missing work right now right because that's not something that you need to know I think that's an important point too um yeah. And I would put my phone on silent or I would just let it ring, go through the voicemail. Mm-hmm. And that would be it because it's more important that I'm at home right now. And this is something that's hard for um, whether you're a breadwinner or not or men are wired in this way. Right. Of like, hey, I'm an hourly worker and this is an, 
overtime opportunity here that they're offering me money and some men more than others uh, especially in my trade tend to look at it as dollars of like I'm missing this much money right now if I don't go into work you need to you need to put the brakes on Mm -hmm. and think that that may be true but what are you missing by going into work yeah Okay, and is it worth that much? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I've said this before, maybe even in the podcast, that uh, the, the famous line of one of my coworkers that his wife would tell him, some money costs too much. Mm-hmm. And it's very true. Mm-hmm. If you take time to think about that, it's, it's all um, just a balancing act. Yeah. Of like, you know, make your money when you can and when it makes sense. And let it pass by when it doesn't because there is always more money knocking at your door. But there isn't always more family time. There isn't always more time yeah. with your wife. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard to learn that lesson, but then you'll get there. And I yeah. have that. So there's two pieces of it. Like I would get called and think, man, someone's out of power and mm-hmm. I could help them. And that's hard. Yeah. And also I'm missing money. Mm-hmm. Those are really hard. But then you have to stop and tell yourself, like, someone always fixes the power. Right. And there is always more money. Yeah. There is always. not always the moment that you're missing by going into work. Yeah. I And I think that's something that... So I think a lot of women realize that. Yeah. And just get angry and like wish their men did. But I think that's the conversation that needs to be had. That's hard because not every man will always get there. Yeah. So then what but would you... But it's an open conversation to have. Uh, I, I think... There are women out there that will, like, internalize that and and keep that thought to themselves. But that is definitely worth having if it's on your mind. Yeah. So, you know, I I say this to you a lot. And I I, I do stand by it because I dated a lot of shitty guys before you. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) But, well, and that's, I guess, not fair to say. But you're, you're a man, and I... I, you joke a lot like this this is what happens to a man when you're married to a counselor you know but you you have so much awareness and you're a very sensitive man and um, I feel like it, it's very easy for you to see what you just said and by very easy I mean like it while it took time to recognize that and get there we've technically had a family for six and a half years that's not very long you know our daughter's six and a right. half but you've recognized that. But it's also through a lot of conversation that we've had. What would you say to the woman? I, I know that there... What I say to you a lot is that you're... You're, to me, just to me. Again, it can't be a blanket statement. You're not going to be everybody's perfect man. But, like, you're a husband that if I could write out, like, what a husband would look like. Not physically. Even though I think you're a stud. What? <laughs> But I'm talking about, like, the character of a husband that you're what I would want. That you're very attentive. You're very sensitive. You're, um, I feel like we're a really good yin and yang. Like, we really um, balance each other's strengths and weaknesses really well. And we're able to have, like, very open communication that while if it does get heated, I'm the one raising my voice. But it's never, like, these argument yelling arguments you know so in all of that ramble what would you say to the woman who feels like she's she has a husband who's closed off right now and 
I, I also want to say like that doesn't mean he's a shitty person like when I said yeah. I've dated shitty men before that before you I, there are people all humans who are at different points in the, their development and, and how they're showing up on this planet and how they're choosing to live their life and every spot that every person is in is okay but I know that there are a lot of women who are hitting a wall of like, I don't know how to get through to my husband or he doesn't seem willing to listen or he like, he doesn't believe in anxiety. He thinks that I should be the one doing all of the house chores or like he, he doesn't seem to think that money costs too much. Like what advice would you give that woman? Who's like just kind of stuck and against the wall right now. If you have any advice, I know that's kind of throwing you under the bus a little bit. Um, vocalizing it as much as possible. Um, I feel like, and I don't know this, that some women would internalize that feeling and then display it in a different way. Whereas yes. it should be like, just frankly, right. I'm mad and this is why. Yeah. Or I'm not happy with us right now and this is why. Yeah. I need change and this is what... I, I want to, to happen when when you have an overtime opportunity or you're not going to be here for some reason. It needs to be an I want it to be an us decision. Yeah, you say that a lot. That's like your coin term. This is an us decision. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that every uh, marriage operates like that, but it should. Yeah. yeah. I think that's excellent advice to be honest and you're right and I do it too like and you you call me out on it in a very loving way of like don't be passive aggressive like don't be the trash is always a sticking point right so instead of me being like oh trash is full or like making a comment to the kids like yeah I don't know the trash is on the ground probably because dad didn't take it out like I think a lot of women do internalize it like it means he doesn't love me. He doesn't care about the house as much as I do. Like there's so much internalizing going on and then it comes out as like this passive aggressive comment where if I'm just like, hey, because the trash is full again, I feel angry and I need this to stop. I need this to change. Men are incredibly simple creatures. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you're looking at a full trash can for... Yeah. A week, all angry. Yeah. I haven't looked at the trash can. (laughs) I don't care about the trash can, but you care about the trash can. And -hmm. the moment you say to me, hey, the trash is full. Can you take it out? Mm -hmm. I take the trash out. And I walk over and and I'm like, man, this trash can's full. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even get that. I don't understand that. Quickly on that, and then we'll move on so we can get to the other question. Um, because we actually got into this conversation a little bit last week. <clears throat> I, like, I've explained to women, because you've taught me this, what, exactly what we're talking about. Just to have a, just say, this is what I need you to do. Empty the dishwasher, please. I can't do it right now. I need I need your help. Empty the dishwasher. I need your help. Take the, take the kid for a bath. Oh, whatever. Yeah. However, a lot of response that I get, which I also understand, is... But they're not my kid. I shouldn't have to tell a grown-ass man that the trash is full. He should be able to see that he has to take it out himself. Like, why do I need the added task of having to tell you to take it out? This isn't me upset with you. Yeah, no, I, I get it. But, no, like, <clears throat> I just go back to the men are simple creatures and, like... It just kind of is what it is. We're going to... You want to make your marriage great again? <laughs> just... <laughs> 
<laughs> just ask to take the just talk out. that's all I like that though it is just talking and I, I want to go I don't know why but it keeps sticking with me how you commented the internalization of stuff and I think w- women stew oh yeah I'm the perfect example I am like ultimate stewer I'm ultimate stewer I very recently like just to be transparent lost my ever loving mind over a rag that was sitting outside Mm-hmm. I asked you to take that, like, put it away, though. We're a not going times. back to this again, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I get there too. We're not having this conversation. Like, <clears throat> we never hit a wall with this stuff. Like, we, I, oh, yeah. I get it. Like, I get frustrated too. <clears throat> that, but I think that's part of the rewiring and like <clears throat> changing the story around what does a relationship look like. So that's two pieces because like mm-hmm. you, you talked about the rag and you know, in the same conversation of like men are very simple. They're also very like right now. So yeah. the other night when you were like, I'm going to go start getting the kids together for bed. Can you take out the trash or can you switch the laundry around? Like there was a task and a time to do it. It doesn't get right. any better than that. Whereas, like, a um, caught up in the moment of something and, hey, I need this to be done sometime. Well, that's, like, not great. Well, I think that's a, tar- that's a good lesson or, like, piece of advice or something to understand is because women, women's brains... I've never read that book, The Women Are From Venus, Men Are From Mars. But I know that this stuff is in there. I'm positive. Like, women's brains are constantly spiderwebbed with, mm-hmm. you know, I do this, and then I do this, and then I have to do that, and then on Thursday I have to do that. I have to get the cookies tomorrow on Wednesday so that they're ready for the class field trip on Thursday. Like, we are constantly a million steps ahead of ourselves, and it's also why we get so overwhelmed. But men aren't like that, so we can't say... Hey, when you get home, can you put the rag away? <laughs> yeah, no, for the most part, men are in the right now all the time. Yeah. True, scientifically. It's Which not is just nice. like, yeah, <laughs> thanks. What's that like? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, so takeaway is men are in the moment. Be sure that you, if you need something done. I really, ladies, like, I honestly, this is frustrating, but I do feel like we need to kind of let go of the resentment of but I shouldn't have to tell him what to do I don't know how to get around that like if you want the trash taken out and you don't want to be the one to do it it's really there is a moment of the power of now because I think if we can let go of the stewing on it for a week and just saying set an alert on your phone every Monday that says tell him to take the trash out and be like take the trash out right now and then it doesn't become a thing anymore. And, and ha- like, figure out how to get the energy leak out of it, I guess. Yeah. So, moral of the story is communicate. Yeah. that's what, Everything always comes back to always that. Always comes back to no that. Ma- and no matter what type of relationship. Communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Okay. The other part of that question was how do we, um, do we do things to feel connected? And um, this is still connected to you working a lot. So I think there that I don't think it has anything to do with like you going away for a month or like multiple days or weeks or get even getting called out. I think 
any households that people are working, period, which are most, mm-hmm. it's important to find ways to get connected. Uh, when you went away to Puerto Rico, something that I chose to do was um, when you left, I wrote a list. So you were gone for, <laughs> for 30, like 31 days, maybe 32. Yeah. And so I wrote a list of 32. <laughs> he's, he's so, <laughs> I can't even not laugh. Um, fortunately, this isn't video. I wrote a list of 32 reasons I love you. So then every morning I did a, did I send it to you through Snapchat? It was Snapchat. Yeah. I saved the video. Or maybe, yeah, probably or maybe I did it in Snapchat, but then saved it because I wanted yeah. the like silly filters on it. Right. Um, and I would tell you every morning and there was all very, like there were some was, more was serious awesome. things it. or like some funny things, like whatever, but it's, it doesn't take a lot to just say like, this is, I miss you. I love you. Got to see my face every morning. And, um, yeah. And another thing we do to stay connected just regularly is I think dinner has been very important to us, whether we've actually talked about that or not, but we, we do. Uh, I we kind of split our week between and we that we don't even fully discuss. I think it's just kind of how the day jives. Where we value the same thing almost that yes. is important for us. Yeah. So yeah. we do it's important to have family dinners, but then I would say like two to three nights a week we choose to have dinner, maybe more than that sometimes. We choose to do dinner after the kids are in bed. So we're here with the kids while they're eating. Um, but we'll do a dinner separately so that just you and I can talk adult to adult. Yeah, I have my, I've, through our talks, have put a note and a reminder in my phone calendar, like once every two weeks, I think it is, just to check in to see if we've had, hey, have you had time alone with Aaron in the last two weeks? You do? And I do, even though, like, you still tell me we don't have enough time together, and I'm like... <laughs> feel like i failed no matter oh, what oh no <laughs> but like i'll think uh, so that like, is that makes me stop and think like have i in the last two weeks had alone time with aaron and if not then i schedule something or yeah. just like where are we at right now so yeah. that's something that men can do easily like, just to check in yeah things on yeah. your phone hey when's the last time you had some private time with, with your wife yeah um and also like for men or for whoever's out working and whoever's at home. Mm-hmm. If I'm working long hours, um, I get random breaks, usually in my my trade. Whereas, like, I'll have 10 minutes, like, hey, I could call Aaron right now. But yeah. you also got to look at the other side of it, of, like, if it's 3 o'clock mm-hmm. and Aaron's doing school pickup, not a good time. now is not a good time to call. Yeah. So I won't. Yeah. And then it, I might have a less opportune time that's more opportune for you mm-hmm. to call you. And I'll choose that because mm-hmm. I don't want the other end to be chaotic. Like right. I want you to be able to enjoy your time because we don't talk to each other very much if I'm yeah. working crazy hours. But yeah. that's like consider the schedule of the other person I right. think is important. Yeah. And I think we also, um, you know, we're not people who like talk all day long. Or anything but I think even if you're working normal hours we always have at least one text exchange of hey how are you how's your day going mm-hmm. what's going well I love you yeah there's some people that like do it all day long 
back and forth, and I'm not. Neither of us are one of those people. But whatever you value, I think value, whatever you think, need, yeah. right? It's like whatever, whatever. Whatever you works value. out for you as a couple. But I also think what's important about that conversation is that it's not like like I regularly will be like, "Oh my gosh, get me out! I'm going crazy." Yeah. Whatever. To be funny and just those to have are my another. <laughs> Just to ha- oh, we have weather alerts going on. Sorry, we're getting big snowstorms. Um, also, it's just to be funny because I like to have another adult to talk to and my friend to just be like blah because I'm just. Yeah, it took me like a, a little while to get on board with that because I would read those at work I need and be to like, fix it. "Damn it!" Yeah, you know, I'm in the middle of this and yeah, nope, just she's not in a good place at home. To- no, but I'm fine. Yeah, it's just not like need another person to talk right. to. Right, and that's Vented. hard for yeah. a fixer. Right. I guess that's a good lesson, too. Like, I don't need anything from you. I just want you to be... It's almost like, for me, again, it's what I need. For for you to be like, that sucks. Yeah. I just need the validation. Yeah. Of like, that sounds really hard. You could follow up one of those messages towards the beginning of trying this with, like, I don't need you to do anything about it. I'm yeah. just venting. Right. And then Which that I've also kind of, like, sets... Do. Yeah, you have. That sets yeah. the tone for everything. It's yeah. like the last... Like, a man, and especially, like, if you're a police officer, firefighter... Uh, any kind of first responder work, work with electric, anything dangerous, the last thing you want your spouse's head to be is in is in a place of home is not good right now. Because right. if home is not good right now, nothing else is in your mind. Because that's where your focus is going. Yeah. I'm recalling all the times that I may have put you in danger. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, but my point, and also bring that up, is that Outside of that, I think it's really important to have communication that's not about, hey, what's for dinner? Hey, can you pick up the kids? But more of like, how are you? Mm-hmm. How are you doing? I miss you. I hope you're having a good day. You know, it's important to have that conversation too. Okay. Any other ways that we stay connected? I think there are a million ways, but those are the simple things. Yeah. There are like the daily things. I think it's important to always date. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be hard. Like sometimes we even make our date at home, like just to commit to kind of put the phones away, pick a movie intentionally sit next to each other on the couch, you know? Um, and then we also, we just went away yeah. for our 10 year anniversary. We, always go away. we, we do our anniversary we always go away. We usually just stay local, but we'll go away for a weekend around our anniversary. And then we just went, um, to Mexico it's amazing to me the amount of couples that don't do that. Yeah, don't I know. experience any time away together. I know. Like how, you got you got to do it. I know. No, I, I know it's not easy for everyone. No, but it's a priority. I feel like everyone could figure it out if they really valued it. I agree. Um, I think it's harder for some people than others. Like there are definitely people who don't have yeah childcare, family not easy. close money. by. There's money involved. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like I think there are ways that you can you can figure it out. Figure something out, and there's a whole scale of different. Like I'm not saying spend thousands of dollars and go to an all-inclusive. Right. No. I mean we we go. There are so many cheap. Airbnbs. <laughs> like you could stay yeah. local and go to yeah. a, a cheap Airbnb. A couple hundred bucks. Airbnb for Get yeah a, for a night even. A night away. Yeah, or just at least go out to dinner or go to happy hour. Like I know there are a lot of moms out there that have a tough time um, leaving during bedtime, especially if they have like nursing babies or younger ones or not. Like sometimes it's just really hard to have someone else put your kids to bed. Take an hour off of work, come home earlier. 
go out for an hour or two happy hour in your town mm-hmm. and be home by bedtime. It's, I think my point is so much can go a long way. Like oh, yeah. it doesn't have to, don't overcomplicate it. Keep it easy. Okay, let's move on. How do you fill each other's buckets? And do you talk about it with each other? And what do you do if both buckets are empty at the same time? I feel like part of... Okay. All right. Can I start? I'm raising my hand. Please start. (laughs) (laughs) I think a really, really important... I'm really, like, capital letters, important part of relationship is to know the love language of the other person. Yeah. Of all the people in your life. Your children. And you you don't have to read the book. There's actually a quiz online that you can take just look up what are my love languages. If you've never heard of it, there's a book out there called The Five Love Languages. I'll link it if I remember to, but it's like one of the most well-known books out there, I swear. Um, And there are five love languages, and everybody has a different one. So let me see if I know yours. There are always a top two. Yours are words of affirmation and touching. Oh, I love touching. I know. (laughs) (laughs) yours are definitely quality time yes and um acts of service yes yeah so those are four and then the fifth love language is um gifts yeah you don't like gifts i don't care and a a lot of men i think try to buy their spouse something and that's and there are women who that's the thing like yeah you need to know your spouse's love language yeah Yeah. i can't buy you anything like you don't you don't want anything i love that about you because i love money but (laughs) (laughs) i really don't care you could draw me a picture and i'd love that more than i know you buying something for me but that i i think that that's the most important part and it's going to be huge in filling buckets like that there is how you fill a bucket so i know how important it is for me to send you that text message during the day randomly and saying i appreciate you so much and i'm not blowing smoke up your rear either like this is i do this from like complete authenticity and, and completely genuine in the moments that like I know that you need that so when I get the hit of like thinking like oh I love him or I really appreciate that he emptied the dishwasher I'm gonna say like you gave me my love language by saying emptying the dishwasher act of service and or I know that you skipped a call out to be home and I'm gonna confirm it with words of affirmation and then touch you Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's like one of the biggest things. And I know that like I, I try to schedule time for us. Yeah. And uh, not always perfect at it, but I I try to like really be present and spend time with you when we're together. Yeah. Uh, And that's hard in the age of like phones and distractions and TV. Yeah. Um, and then also like those things of like looking around the house. Like men can let a lot of stuff go. Yeah. And live just like, just, just fine. fine. I mean, they, it, men could live in a dorm room for their whole life. But yeah. women cannot, for mm-hmm. the most part. Just generalizing. Mm-hmm. And um, I've learned that, like, doing dishes, taking out trash, bringing you your coffee in the morning like you ask. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. um, picking up something on the floor when I see it because men could easily, and, and I'm included, could walk over yeah. a sock on the floor for a Apparently, week. Apparently children can too. Cause they yeah, just so that's hard too. Had that conversation tonight. Um, <laughs> those little things add up. They do. Vacuuming. Yeah. Um, or like when you're working a long day. I was just going to bring that up. I try to like make the house oh nice when you walk through it, the door. It makes me tingly inside. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> I'm serious. When I, when I walk through the door from working a long day, because like, being a photographer is physically very hard work, especially like running around town with 60 pounds of equipment on your back and like blah, blah, blah. I'm exhausted. And I come home, and if the house is a wreck, I, that's like that's my straw, and that's when I start to yeah. stomp around and throwing stuff, and I get mad about anything that's in front of me, and it's it's just where that is where my bucket becomes empty. So to be able to walk into a home after being away for anything, and that the house is cleaned up, I, it fills me up. It fills me. It's like oh my gosh. This is it. And it's a little thing, too, but it, it's like it, one step that maybe, like, yeah. I didn't used to do of, right. like, I and many other men, I feel like, would fall <laughs> into the trap of, like, hey, I kept the kids alive all day. What more do you want from me? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> whereas you do every day, but that's the difference between the, the, right. the role. Right. Um, whereas, like, I would, you know, put the kids to bed and fall into the couch and be like, Oh man, thank God this is over. Yeah. Um, and then, like, but you need to, like, wake yourself up and spend, like, another 20, 30 minutes cleaning the house up because the last yeah. thing you want to do is walk into right. a messy house. Yeah. Whereas I'm on the other end, like, hey, what more do you want from me? I kept these kids alive <laughs> all day. Uh, you don't, you have no idea what my day was like, even though you do because you experience it 300 some days a year. Right. Um, so that's like a, that, that's like a, you know, you're in a race and it's like, I got to pick my ass up off the ground and finish the rest yeah. of this. And I think that feels good. It does. And that does, does here's a question. Does that then fill your bucket when I come in and it's just in that example of like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like you just made my night. This makes me so happy. Like, does that fill your tank? Well, yes, because my love language is words of affirmation. Right. But if it wasn't, that's a really good question. Yeah, I guess we can't answer that. Well, my, my answer to that would be show your spouse in the language that they want. Yeah. Good answer. So this brings me to what if both our buckets are empty? And I have to say, well, I guess I should rewind. Are there any other ways that you would recommend filling buckets? I really don't know if I can go beyond knowing what your spouse's love language is because I feel like that covers everything. Yeah, it is the root of it. Right. Communication and understanding what the other wants. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So what do you do when both buckets are empty? And here's the thing. I don't care how old you are, what you do for a living, whatever. If you are in the phase of I can't speak too far beyond because I don't have, but like really of just raising children zero to 18 mm-hmm. because they have all the different stresses and running, you know, turns once they're out of the house in school, then it's the running around and activities and other stresses with teenage children and blah, blah, blah. But during that time of life, 
I think is when our buckets are most frequently emptied. Mm-hmm. So how do we support each other when both are empty? Like how can we pour into one another's cups if they're both empty? We actually talked about this briefly when we were away, but I think that we were sitting at the martini bar with Jabney feeding us drinks. Do you remember this conversation? (laughs) (laughs) I remember us commenting that it's never like an even empty, and it really does come back to the team player thing, that we're teammates. Mm -hmm. And... There's always someone of the two of us whose cup is emptier. And it doesn't have to be, it's not a moment of proving who's emptier. Yeah, definitely not a, oh, you're experiencing this? Well, this is where, this is what I'm experiencing. It's not a, it's not a contest of like, my day sucked more than yours. Right. It's like a, both of our days sucked and let's have a drink and talk about how we're going to get past this. Right. Well, and, and I think it's also recognizing, like, I'm positive that there are days that your work is the pits. Mm-hmm. And you come into this house, and I'm almost in tears. And this, I think, happens at a higher frequency during the fall season. That you come in, and I'm like, I can't do this. I'm going to fall apart. I need, I need a break. I feel I have to do it all. I always joke that I feel like Jesse Spano on Saved by the Bell. Right. That scene. <laughs> and it's in those moments that I see you, and I can always see it in hindsight, like, oh, my God, I think he had a really bad day. And I, he didn't even say anything. That it's like you it's that tit for tat, like the I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. And you walk in and see like my day sucked, but she's, she's about to fall down real hard. Yeah. I'm close, but she's closer. And I, as her teammate, I need to carry her for this leg and then she'll carry me for the next one. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you, you need it. Like you don't, you don't need to hear how much my day sucked. Right. It's not a competition. Right. So I support you through that. Yeah. And then, Usually later on, you'd be like, oh, hey, by the way, I never asked you how your day was, and, right. and then I'll tell you. And then I can support you. But, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's the point of recognizing and knowing that it isn't a competition, and it's, I think the person who needs the support the most, it organically presents itself. It's just going to organically show up, you know, whether it's through tears and falling apart or I can see like there are days most days are hard if I haven't been doing my own self-care which maybe I should talk about that for a second but um there are days you come in where I see like I need to just stop and like give you time to talk and talk things out talk about work things and process things and bounce things off of me and for me to be able to support you and however you need that it's really important to never lose sight of the fact that you go to work to support your home life yeah and you you you're here with the kids during the day to support us as a family Mm -hmm. and then you go to work nights and weekends usually or sometimes during the day when the kids are in school Mm -hmm. to support us don't lose sight of the end goal right don't take it out on each other yeah you're the team yeah doing these things to support each other Mm -hmm. Don't get mad at each other. Yeah. 
I come back to actual team sports. I, I, I visually picture, I'm a lacrosse player, so that's my frame of reference, that I was a lacrosse player, that you're, you, you can't beat the game by, there's no I in team. Right. <laughs> you can't beat the game by yourself. Like you, there are times in some games that you have to work a little harder because they don't feel as well or they have a sprained ankle or whatever but that's when you like you carry your team knowing that when you're down they're going to carry you yeah it's a mindset thing of like i'm going to rally yeah because my for all of us because of the end goal yeah Mm -hmm. that's not going to be like this all the time and then you know that it's really a i think that there's i think when people are so burnt out in parenting and and life at, at this phase of life that there, there becomes a point that you become resentful and angry and um, the external locus of control, meaning like it's all outside reasons. Like it's their fault or, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the outside fault that I feel this way, but then there's internal locus of control. Like it's your fault that you feel that way. It's like this whole... It's this whole thing, and I think it's really important to recognize that when we're a collective and a unit is when it's easier, even if we're both tired. That's where, like, two minds are better than one. You know, that when you collect your energy together, you have more than if you try and do it apart or, like, Mm -hmm. be mad at each other. It's not going to work. Well, and that also brings up an interesting point. This is, like, a disclaimer that I could have to any woman that's listening to this thinking that she's going to take in this information and fix her marriage as a team. If the other team member is not getting this message, it's not going to work. They have and to that hear comes it to the whole communication yeah. thing of either they got to listen to this or you need to repeat this to them. Right. Because uh, otherwise, if you try to change yourself and your other half's not changing, it's gonna fall you're not going to change as a whole. Right. That's an excellent point that this is, I think, really good conversation. But yeah. It needs to be somehow communicated to the other partner, whether it's, hey, listen to this, or here's some interesting things I learned about today or heard about or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, gosh, I had another interesting point around this. I'm trying to think if I remember. I don't know. What if you do if both buckets are empty? I think that was it. I know there was something I wanted to say. Any other points around filling buckets? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm so bummed I forgot what I was going to say. I feel like it was a good point. Oh, well. Anyway. Okay, so last question. Can you help the ladies figure out what to get their men for Christmas? <laughs> you with bows on. I know. I've shared that with other women. <laughs> Well, I guess maybe it depends on love language. What if their love language is gift giving? Their love language is like gift giving. Like if they giving. want gifts. Well, you got me the, the craft beer subscription, which I loved. I did. yeah. Which was uh, basically like a 12-pack of beer would come to your house once a month. Mm-hmm. And you can enjoy that. That was really cool, really thoughtful. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if, if your man smokes cigars. Yeah. Men are simple. Yeah. Don't overcomplicate it. And also, I think it's important to realize, and for men also, that don't buy gifts that you want. 
Uh-huh. This is like a life lesson. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you think something's cool, stop and think, would my wife think that's cool? Uh, you know what your wife wants? A Roomba. You have a Roomba. I know. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best gift, by the way, or, or a oh great investment. But it just took me a little bit to get there. Um, yeah, I, simple, like something that they can do or take in by themselves with no effort. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like yeah. not, not a, Hey, I got us all vacation here. Like, no, no. <laughs> you don't <laughs> want to spend time with your family? What are you saying? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying not something that requires effort on my part. Right. <laughs> if they golf or if they right. used to golf 10 years ago and have kids and want to so badly golf, gift certificate to a golf course and a book a day that they can go. Are you giving me hints? You could do that for me. That'd be cool. I haven't done <laughs> But anyway, I'm saying, like... Yeah. Men are not tough. Yeah. If they like cars, either a car calendar or a gift certificate to car parts, stores. Or, like, go to Watkins Glen to drive a car around the racetrack. That's a cool experience too. Yeah, like most NASCAR tracks have that. There's yeah. one in Pocono. It's closer to us. But, yeah. Um, not my thing, but... Right. You know something that I do that I've learned to do is well, and it kind of backfires because you usually end up buying something for yourself anyway. But throughout the year, so I have in my notepads on my phone, <clears throat> gift ideas for Dustin. And throughout the whole year... If you bring anything up throughout at any point, like, oh, it'd be, it would be cool to have a golf certificate, I'll put it in there. Yeah. So then when it comes time for Father's Day or birthday or Christmas, I go to it. To th- and it's sometimes empty. The list is sometimes nothing there. Or I'll think of, I'll hear you say something and I'll put it in. And then, like, a week later, Amazon delivers it. I'm like, no, he got it for himself. That that there's one year that you did that like every gift. Oh no! It was so frustrating. Well, you're a really good gift giver, and I'm a really, I don't want to say bad. I don't know. Maybe you would think I'm bad, but um, I don't have the thought. Like I, I hear you say things, and then I don't write them down, and I can't remember. That's the key. I'm like, damn it! Yeah, because right, because it comes (laughs) time to buy the gift, and you're like, oh, that was a really good idea. I know there's all those things I wanted to buy for her. That's it. I definitely recommend that. Um, is to to write down ideas when they come to you throughout the year. Like even if you don't need to get them a gift right now. That's it. Yeah. And I also, again, I'm gonna come back to the love languages. Like, what is your guy's love language, and then build off of that. Like, I know that you love touching, mm-hmm. coloring, mm-hmm. if you will. I love that. Oh yeah. Most men do. Yes. I feel like. So I was just gonna say, a very high percentage of men. A high love percentage that. of men, I think that, that love is a language. great gift. And you, like you said, let me clear or emphasize or talk more about the bow thing. It's not a joke. That if you don't know what to get your man, 
walk into the bedroom with bows on. Oh, yeah. And just bows. That, that was the best gift ever. I know. Even if it's not, like, as a woman, sometimes we're like, meh, could give her, but, like, it's, you gotta love your man. Yeah. You know? So, even knowing that about you, I can find, whether it's something fun like that, or buying, like, a new nightie, yeah. or... <laughs> You're saying all the right things. <laughs> <clears throat> or scheduling like a fun day out. Like, wasn't there one year? I don't remember if I did it as like a surprise. I know I did like a surprise day out. Was it when we went to the city for your birthday? It was like, here, we're, we're going to go here for the day. There's something like that. But spending quality time together like that, whether it's a date or like a day out or, or whatever. I think can also help a lady feel more inclined to touch later. Mm. So you can have time out together and connect and have your date night. Like it kills so many birds with one stone, you know? So yeah, just whatever your guy's love language is, build off of that. And like you said, they're simple. Like for your birthday or Father's Day, I got you a watch engraved. Fossil has like not super duper expensive watches with like beautiful. Yeah. And I love watches. Like I'll, yeah. I'll have that forever. Yeah. So the men, like most men like accessories like that. Yeah. Watches, sunglasses, money clip. Yeah. Engraved is cool. Like even though men don't like to admit it, like something with (laughs) kids names on it or like that's, that's cool just to carry that around. Yeah. Nice. All right. I think that's a wrap. Sound good? Yeah. Thanks for coming on with me. Absolutely. Seeing 20 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Again, if you are interested in hearing us chat more about anything, we like to talk. So you can either give us a topic you'd love to hear us chat about, or if you have specific questions for us as a couple or for Dustin's male perspective on something don't be shy send it to me erin at ejoysphotography.com you can also find me on instagram at photog erin j and always feel free to join in the free same boat huddle group on facebook link is in the show notes i think that's all for now stay tuned for announcements in the next episode next week on joining the mom's retreat the wait list is actually opened so I'm going to put the link in the show notes, but if you want to go to it right now, it's called themomsretreat.com. Head on over there to read the details about the retreat. Join the wait list, and more details will be coming out soon in January to register, and you'll be the first to know if you join the wait list. So we're super excited. I'm doing that with my friend Nikki Gingrich. We're collaborating to, um, to put this awesome retreat together. So super excited. Can't wait to talk more about that. And I'm also going to be having a giveaway. So I am a hoarder of journals and planners. I'm looking at them now (laughs) and, uh, I always figure out which ones I want to use for the next year and always end up with extras and nothing better to do with them than to give them away to my amazing listeners. So listen up next week for the rules for winning one of those. And that's all. Have an awesome week. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.